0: The Tuffle Commute, Season 4, Episode 2, Substitute, in which we talk about the pleasures and pains of being a substitute teacher. Ready? Off we go. Like walk into the classroom expecting it to be a normal day and you glance over at the teacher and boom it's a sub yes don't have to try today most subs are pretty cool they don't really care too much either and everyone just ends up having a nice easy break day they have this attitude like okay so I'm just gonna pop in a movie or something do whatever you want my son shoot, it's really made out of hey Sean, hey Lindsay. I was just uh, just thinking about that Hue truck. Is that the only Hue truck that isn't a theme tune to the CSI TV shows? Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. That's true. <laughs> maybe it is. Did the, did the, does a the who get used in all CSI? Yeah, yeah. Because even the one, the, the short-lived CSI Cyber, which probably nobody watched, used a uh, which was the one that's just been and gone, um, used a who track. Um. So yeah, I was when I was thinking about it, I was just thinking, oh, we need to think of a CSI substitute just so we can bring in bring in that track. <laughs> yeah, but we're already off topic,
1: Sean. Sorry, First sorry, all, sorry. To our listeners, welcome. This is the Tefl Commute. This is a podcast for language teachers. That is not necessarily about language teaching, but the topic will come up. Uh, I'm your host, Lindsay Clanfield, and the other host is... I'm Sean Wilden. Yep.
0: Um, yeah. And substitution, then.
1: Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's... Substitution. Are you... Um. Uh, let me start... But let's start by talking about our experiences as with substitute teachers before... We were
0: teachers. Do you remember or do you have any memorable experiences with substitute teachers? What did you think of them? Uh, yeah, You know what? I I, I thought about this because obviously we know the topic's coming up. And it's, I, can't, I can't actually remember uh, if I had... Uh, the teachers that stick in my head are not substitutes, and I can't remember having substitute teachers uh, at all. It's I know. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was
1: thinking if I... You know, try to remember. I'm sure there must be some stories that I will remember of substitute teachers and and, and what happened with them. And there was nothing. I couldn't remember one single one. Maybe that's the worst part of being the substitute teacher
0: is that you'll never make an impression. Yeah, you know, well, you never make an impression in that class. Yes, that, that's, very, that's very true. I think also, I think before we get deep into this, I think we need to possibly consider what we mean by substitute teachers, because obviously the way you and I work and the way that we were students, I think there were different kinds of substitute teachers. That's, uh, tr- that's true. I think we could divide them as uh, like there are
1: People who are almost like professional substitute teachers, right? These are teachers who are waiting to get picked up into a state school system, perhaps, um, and they don't have a full-time permanent position um, and so they are like on a list of substitute teachers so this is what would happen for example in the united states uh, in many school districts uh, also in canada is it the same in the uk and state- i think
0: so i think we, they're possibly more supply teachers rather than substitute teachers but that, yeah. yeah it's the same so idea. a substitute and a supply teacher they they're also the kind of people that might cover someone's
1: pregnancy leave is that right as well i suspect
0: so yeah it's the same kind of thing that you could register for them and be on a list of them and, and pull Pulled them in. Not not, as far as I understand. I I mean, it's not something I've ever done. So because to me, substitution is uh, a phone call that says, "Teacher X is off. Can you come in and cover his class?" You know exactly because that's the other uh, the
1: other way of looking at it. um, If you work in the private language school area. Um, you may have your regular classes, your regular hours, and every once in a while, you'll be asked to sub or substitute for another teacher. Maybe even by the teacher themselves when they ask you, you know, can you cover my cover my class this Friday? Or someone says, can you cover, you know, or can we swap classes and I'll teach your. Your Thursday morning class. If you teach my Wednesday evening class,
0: yeah, that's yeah, number. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm here with a smile on my face. I can't remember my days as as a student, but I could I could remember or I could remember how the substitution system worked in the in the school where I've worked the longest, and how we used to avoid it or warn each other we were going to be ill. You know, especially once mobile phones became prevalent, you could you could warn people say, you know, I'm I'm not feeling well. I'm about to tell the school, like leave the staff room because then you know somebody would come in. Of the well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: if you want the hours on Thursday, just make sure you're available because they're going to be calling. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd sometimes work out your own replacement um, for for a potential sick day when you wanted to do
0: something. Yeah. yeah well, if you were going to have a I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about genuine sickness here rather than the. <laughs> I, think, I think I need to be sick yeah, today. Okay. Uh, yeah. But um, um, not so uh, do you...
1: remember. We don't remember though substitutes of this kind as students of, of either kind, I suppose. Do you remember uh, being a substitute teacher? Any memorable substitute teacher experiences?
0: Um, a memorable, I don't. I, I, it depends what you mean by memorable. I, I I actually enjoyed being a substitute teacher for a while uh, because because uh, the way my contract worked in a school, obviously you were paid extra. You were paid for your regular hours, but if you taught your regular hours, anything that you taught over that, you were paid out. So there were some of us that kind of became semi-professional substitute teachers in in that way that we knew that it would it would kind of make an, an, a great end of year bonus. So I did a lot of substitution for a while. Uh, for it there so I mean they all meld into into one but uh, but memorable as in can I remember the class no I mean thousands of teaching hours under my belt it's difficult to remember a class i thought once or twice uh, yeah me, but yeah
1: I mean I don't know I, I you know I went to, I was looking around I mean there are plenty of teachers who have these crazy substitute um, teaching stories you know things like also that Um, Students, you know, breaking things in the room, throwing things around, um, you know, getting into fights,
0: um, teachers who quit or cried. Really? um, But but But, but but is this in state education rather than in language teaching? I think this is in state education, yeah. I think it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> kind of, uh, the students I've taught are far were far too passive in, in in their nature to to go around doing that that kind of stuff. I think the worst thing is when if you I'm thinking of memories. The worst thing is when you've been substitute like you've been ill and then and then the class requests the substitute instead of you as their full time oh, class. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that that's all. Or you've been away for one day
1: and the substitute teacher came in and I think we'll get to this later on. Like what what you want to have with you as a substitute teacher, but the substitute teacher came in and just you know did a rock star class and everyone you know wants them back again or alternatively did a really lazy class i.e put on some videos and just let the class watch videos and then they're
0: like when is when is that when is she coming back again exactly yeah and you, okay. and, and you walk in the next day right going right come on and grammar here we go <laughs> yeah it's yeah amazing. exactly exactly Can we have the video back please
2: i am your substitute Mr. Nostrand, but that might as well say no nonsense, because I do not play.
0: Is it something that you enjoy doing? Do you mean... As a
1: substitute? I don't mind. I don't think I would like to substitute all the time, and I can understand also the problem of being a substitute for an extended period of time because you can, you know, it's just enough time to start getting things done, but then you're off again. So if you were a substitute, let's say for six weeks for a teacher, yeah, I don't know if I would like that. I haven't done that. I usually just did it in the way you and I talked about it. You know,
0: subbing for someone's class. Um, I do remember well, I think actually... I've done it for both cases actually where I've taken a long term substitution uh, uh for it and, uh, but I think after a to me and it's just the way my mind works i think you know once you've done once you're doing it repeatedly it just becomes a regular class it's even though you are substituting in in, in the definition of sense but if i've got the class for six weeks or so you know by week three it's just a regular class for me because you now know the students in you know you you're following a syllabus more likely uh for it so for me it kind of changes the the way uh, not the yeah. way I deal with the class, but 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 you see that sense of progress rather than that one in. I mean, there is a kind of there is the temptation to go into a substitute lesson doing what my uh, one of my old uh, teacher trainers would call the bells and whistles show. You know, <laughs> so you Well, going, yes, and especially
1: I guess if you've been called up on late notice, yeah, um, you might do that. I remember also working at schools where the substitute teachers actually these were at schools where you know you were paid by the hour and uh, so you wanted to get as many hours as well as possible without going too many hours but I remember the one teacher who seemed to be doing very well at the end of every month was the substitute teacher they just said we I'll just cover classes that's that's all they did but it also meant they didn't have to kind of they didn't well they didn't prepare a lot of a a lot of their classes this person because the person leaving the class for them the the regular teacher
0: left like a plan of what to do so you could argue. Ah, uh, yeah, but it, <clears throat> so it's kind of this this prepared substitute. Yeah, I mean, we obviously we had that as well when people went on holiday, they left a plan of work um, to cover them. But uh, with it, yeah, you still got to plan the lesson, aren't you? I mean, it's kind of. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I think that's one of the difficulties of being a a, a, a substitute teacher, in, in the sense that you suddenly you know. You you could be thrown in at the last minute, not knowing where the class is, what the level is, what their abilities is abilities are. Sorry, um, um, and you suddenly have to come up with a lesson that could be quite tricky.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, do you think that it's um really as bad then substitute teaching as bad as pop culture makes it out to be? I mean, we, we've heard a, a clip or two, and we've got other clips on the show of, like, substitute teachers. It's always kind of the joke. It's like, also, you know, wow, now as a student, I don't have to do anything. The substitute teacher is here. Or we hear, like, you know, substitute teachers getting, you know, uh, getting totally disrespected by their students, especially kids. Is it justified?
0: I suspect it's justified in, the, in, in, in some senses. I think possibly in the state school sense that we've talked about, there's a justification there. Uh, but I think in, uh, I think in, in what we've talked about now, what, what we've experienced as teachers, I don't think it, it can be, it's that bad. Um, but, but the proviso being, I think, obviously, if you walk in, I think <clears throat> some classes are perhaps harder than others. And if you are walking into the class as a new teacher, especially, let's say, in a young learner class, I think this sudden change in the routine uh, um, will... That class might become more disruptive than it usually is, and it might be more more challenging, so you get I think more towards that stereotype with it there. How's that for a sitting on the fence answer? I covered everything there, I think. yeah, no,
1: I you really did. you really did. I was I,
0: I kind of almost stopped listening.
1: Half yeah, right. thanks yeah, great fun. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. um, the other thing I found one thing I found interesting as a teacher trainer. Uh, of English language teachers, we'd often get um, teachers from the United States who many told me that in the school that they had been substitute teaching in the United States without any um, qualifications at all. I did a little bit of digging on this they, uh, mo- many states in the U.S. require at least a two year college education to become a substitute teacher, but not all states make that requirement. And in places, school districts where there's an acute shortage of teachers, either because they are, uh, more disadvantaged school districts or, uh, not so populated ones or out, out in the countryside, um, the state will waive even that. So, Maybe one of the problems that substitute teachers have is they don't have the training um, to to actually, you know, for classroom management and everything.
0: That's yeah, what... I, I can't... I just can't get my head around that. It's, I mean, we both train teachers um, of English, you know, people that want to be English teachers. And you know what it's like walking in. I mean, they 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 kind of... Well, they stereotypically, say, well, we know the English language, but put them in front of a class for the first time, and they've got pretty much no idea of what to do. I mean, knowing your subject and knowing how to teach it are uh, really difficult. God, I just, you know, I probably, I can't even imagine. I just can't imagine standing up in front of a group of people trying to pass myself off as a teacher. Um, yeah, just because I had a degree in geography. Yeah
1: experiences from substitute teachers, you know, uh, complaining about just that, no training, and also that there was a lack of a a lesson plan left by the regular teacher, so they ended up just being a babysitter for the, whatever, for the class. Um, So I suppose in that respect, being a substitute teacher would be, you know, a, a big pain
0: Hey, oh, another? absolutely! I can't. It just it, it, but, I, what would make you want to do it in the first place? I guess it, if you've got a, a passing interest in education, maybe. But it uh... maybe. I mean, there is. You know, you do get paid.
1: I mean, if you need the money, you know, maybe something that you could do. So uh,
0: yeah, I guess so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, our average wage, by the way, just just throw this little statistic out. So we get one statistic in here. Uh, average wage, uh, two thousand and fifteen, for a uh, American substitute teacher. These are the only figures I could find according to the Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics. You want to take a guess? What's an hourly wage for a substitute teacher, average across the state? What fifteen dollars. Ooh, you're close. Oh, really? Twelve dollars and ninety cents.
0: Uh, but that only that only means means something to me if we compare it to what a, a fully like, employed teacher. Uh, I suppose our
1: listeners can compare that to what they what they might make an hour. Uh, and an average annual wage for a substitute teacher is twenty six thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars.
0: Again, um,
1: for what it's worth.
0: <laughs> I I I don't know if that's useless good or statistics. bad. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or useless bad. Thrown it's in, brilliant. It's so almost as bad as my jokes. You know, I'll I'll have unfunny jokes. You have useless statistics. Brilliant. Um, shall we? Shall we? Shall we have something that we all agree on? Which is a little bit of Facebook wisdom.
2: Teachers don't teach for the income. Teachers teach for the outcome. I don't know. So, uh,
1: Sean, another thing, talking about substitute teachers, and this I did like, because I remember doing things like this, uh, writing articles like this about stuff like this, and I love lists of things. I found several different sites that have, like, a list of what you should have as a substitute teacher. One site called it the Sub
0: Pack. <laughs> so... I think, I think I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, the, the, I've seen it called a, well. You'd call it the subpacker. There are certain sites that call it a bag of tricks, and everyone's called it the substitute teacher's toolbox. Substitute teacher's toolbox. So, what go I on. Then, the teacher, what would you having say yours? Things.
1: What would be? Uh,
0: you've got a list in front of you. I got a list. I'm going to call out things
1: that I see on this that I thought, oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and you want to say things that you think is, would be in your sub pack. Go on. Then. Okay. So first thing uh, all your pens, pencils and and uh, pens pens, pencils, colored pencils and whiteboard markers. My own whiteboard markers as a substitute teacher cuz I'll never find the other teachers' ones they'll be hidden.
0: Didn't you get your own anyway? In, in the school where where I worked, they we got no, uh, no, allocated our own. and they're like the 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 other
1: teacher has kind of hidden their pens away. So whiteboard markers I always make sure I have my own.
0: Uh, yeah, and if you have not got whiteboard markers, I guess the other thing is chalk in no. those that's true. Yeah, I would have had my own chalk as well back in the day. Over to you. Uh, well, uh, funny enough, obviously the first thing on my list, on the list I'm looking at pencils, marking pens, and razors. Uh, the second thing on the list is uh, stickers. St-
1: what what would be stickers for?
0: I well, I presume. Uh, well, several things. You could uh, get the students to write their names on them, uh, but also they 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 could be like the stickers for a young learner class where you give rewards. I presume it doesn't actually give any okay. details. It's just a list. Okay. So, All right, I'm going to go on to the next
1: list of the of the sub-list. Um, coffee mug, your own coffee mug or water bottle. If it's not your school, yeah, that's true. Then you're not going to pinch someone else's coffee mug and get in a fight in the oh, staff. Although, you
0: know, like, although then you have to check the school rule as to whether you can have drinks in the classroom or not. No, but I'm talking about like between classes or in the, uh, in the Okay, uh, fair enough. Okay, over uh, to you. Then the next one on mine is uh, it's interesting because... It's band aids. I was in the plasticky plasters, but uh, yeah, actually, that was on my list as actually, well. Teachers shouldn't shouldn't treat students I mean, because they could leave themselves open to all sorts of issues. Well, maybe. it
1: depends on the country, I guess.
0: I mean, in the UK, you'd have to go to the first aider. I mean, yeah, to the first aider, otherwise you <laughs> trouble. Go ahead. Okay,
1: over to me then. Um, uh, headache medicine for you, and a small package of tissues. I guess for for crying kids or or for yourself if it goes really badly.
0: Okay. Ah, uh, mine's, mine's a bit more serious. The next one on my list is a seating chart.
2: Oh, okay. But you might yeah. not know
0: that if the teacher's just gone uh, slightly. Yeah, you need a. Yeah, you need a maybe something you can make as a seating chart. But I presume you. Uh, I mean, we could extend that into uh, Make sure you've got a register or a list of names and stuff like that, or, or the the admin papers that you need for that class. Definitely okay. I'll do the next one. Dice. No,
1: yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, dice. Yeah. I always have in my in my little pencil case which would be part of my subcase I have like five dice uh, and I and I've then got I have them. um uh, 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 I've like got an a couple of d- my phone. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> I did before but it never worked really well.
0: Your turn. Uh this 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 indicates kind of the age of this list but the next one is a cassette recorder and musical tapes. Okay, well, that would probably be a USB stick with music <laughs> and listenings now,
1: right? Yeah, that, that would be definitely. That would be definitely. Although that. I
0: think we have, I mean, the the idea in a language classroom, the use of music is a, de- it's one of those topics that could be debated.
1: Maybe for another episode. Yeah, oh,
0: that's a good one. Note that down, music. And then
1: finally, the thing that I picked out of this list that I would definitely have would be um, copies or originals of at least four or five, like, go-to activities that could be good for any level, any class.
0: Yeah, mine's without copies, uh, but there is a a list of activities you can do. And I think, actually, non-copy activities are possibly uh, a better thing to have a list of because yeah we're with it although mine uh I'm, I'm, my list finishes i just have to mention it it finishes with um because obviously i think it was for a state school it's got um, a state school teacher it's got a whistle <laughs> okay sunscreen and or a sun hat <laughs> which i quite like um. I also found on my list some nice things that they said like the
1: professional substitute teacher checklist for example and I hadn't thought of this but it would be true I would definitely do this at home organize several appropriate substitute teacher outfits in a section of your closet. So you're like the on call. You're like you know, like the superhero. <laughs> so all
0: right, you got to class in 25 minutes with business <laughs> people. You know, all right. I'm grabbing the suit. Yeah, you, you wear the suit under your casual clothes, and then rip your casual clothes off when you phone to go exactly to, to, go, exactly. In it, to go in it.
1: Are the ones that they say prior to en- entering the classroom, uh, report to the admin office. Um, uh, find out how to refer a student to the office. I think that's a pretty good tip, actually.
0: I, uh, I actually, since we're doing tips, the same site where I got uh, the my toolbox, where my toolbox came from. So their first piece of advice, the, the the bag of tricks, was the be prepared advice. Their second piece of advice is quite good: never let them see you sweat. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely that would be. We would talk about that on episode on
1: discipline, but yeah. Oh, and the other one that they say as well, another little tip, write your na- and I always hate doing this and because of my name, write your name on the board before they come in. Um, because then I'm, everyone comes in like, Linzai, Klanfiel, what? And so I have to kind of go through all of that as well. But... Uh, yeah, but that's your first five minutes done drilling your name. is done. Yes, that's true. That's true. They also say locate the
0: school evacuation map. Yeah. That, that's all, that's good. That's good good policy, yeah. You should know what to do if, in terms of uh a uh, fire. Um shall we listen to James and then come back with some more advice? So here is a dragon buster.
2: Greetings dear listener, it's your humble jargon buster, back again with another missive from the front line of terminology and verbal confusion. In this episode we're talking about substitution and there's nothing this teacher enjoys more than rocking up to someone else's class, armed with all of my most bankable activities and cracking anecdotes, delivering an absolute knockout class that leaves the students begging for more. Before disappearing over the horizon and off into the sunset, never to be seen again, leaving only the memory of your myth in the students' minds. Well, at least that's how I see it. Of course, this is not the only way we can use the word substitution in English language teaching. Drills have made a comeback in the last few years, rising from the grave of audiolingualism to reclaim a place in ELT lessons the world over. One of the most popular drilling techniques is the substitution drill, in which learners don't merely repeat what the teacher says, but have to replace an element of the sentence with something new. So, repeat after me I love to drill. I love to drill. You. You love the drill. She. She loves the drill. Very good. You're a natural. I imagine this idea is well known to most of you. But did you know there is yet another form of substitution in linguistics? It's a way of achieving cohesion in a text alongside referencing, ellipsis, lexical cohesion and conjunction. Simply, it's when a speaker substitutes one word for another, as in... Which pen do you want? The red one. Ah, you drop to it. The one and the it are substitutes for the word pen. And because there is no need to keep repeating the word, we substitute it. It's different from referencing because a, a substituted word can always be replaced by the original word. Whereas this isn't always true for a reference. So there we go. Two more ways of using the word substitute in ELT beyond covering for your colleague who's been struck down with a brutal cold or a self-inflicted hangover. But I'm sure there's one thing you can all agree on. There's no substitute for the jargon buster.
0: right yeah. feeling um, educated now i am yeah i'm feeling, Any feeling final I, tips that you would say I, well i've got so i I've, I've, I've still i enjoyed this list because this is for uh, and it's probably true of uh, for if you're going into uh, uh, you're a young learner class um so backup things that you can do so backup like, use these following tried and true techniques okay uh, go the, for it the first one is sing what? <laughs> so sing, sing you okay. know, but it's true. So, I mean, you can imagine. I'm like, Hi, I'm your substitute teacher, right? Uh, but it's got no, it's got to work. I mean, obviously, with young learners, perhaps over the yes. so you've got things like head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and stuff like that. But I, I just amuses me that's the first thing on the list. It goes. The list goes: sing, play, read, write, homework. Okay, and that's your lesson plan. Just to get through through the the class. Can you so, tell me that one again? Like, okay, so sing, yeah, play. Yes. Read, write, homework. Sing, play, read, write, homework. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's our that's your substitute class planned, everybody. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, So sing a song, play a game, such as, um, you know, like Hangman or 20 questions. Read a book, i.e. get them to open the course books and read. Write, make them do a journal, write on what they've learned today, and then set the or homework. Or exercise or something yeah, like that yeah, and okay. set the homework do you have a favorite going back to the bag of tricks do you have a favorite standby kind of like no prep activity oh well you're putting me on the spot now so i'd have to kind of think a
1: little bit probably one of the things like um oh i I quite like this one this is one of my new go-tos it's called russian roulette where you have to nominate you you nominate a category so for example food um and then you write down in secret a on the piece of paper, a kind of food. So I might write down, like, banana. And then I nominate students. Uh, they have to say a word in the category, so they have to say a food word. Um, but if they can't think of a food word, they lose a, a, a point. If they um, if the, Or they lose. If they repeat a food word that someone else said, they lose. And if they say the food word that I wrote down in secret, that's like the kind of bullet in Russian roulette, they also lose. And I always make sure this is like a really easy word. So if I, if I said the category is colors, I'll write down red or blue because that's like the two kind of typical ones you'd think of. Um, and so, yeah, and, and, and students of all ages really like that activity, it's a fun little, fun little activity. If I wrote down like, if the category was house, I'd write down like kitchen so awesome.
0: then, I have to guess a word uh,
1: from a that's house. The same word. So, like I say, the category is house. So you'll say bedroom. Someone else will say hall. Someone else will say balcony. Oh, okay. And someone might say kitchen. And then I show the piece of paper. I'm like, oh, you, you've got the wrong one. So you're out. And then we do a different category, and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's the kind of. the kind. Uh, that's the kind of activity I like because because it, it fits on any class or any topic. You know, you walk into the class and see what they did last lesson, and then you've got that topic ready to to, to go. Uh, I think that's why those kind of ideas are better than perhaps carrying a stack of photocopies around uh, for So Let
1: um, me give, to to finish off, because I think we're probably coming to an end here. Yeah, definitely. Let let me give the, uh, if you're a substitute teacher, at the end of the day, things that people said to do is uh, apart from, oh, and I always hated this as substitute, completing that report of what you had done, depending on how, like, officious it was, you had to complete a little report. Um, Definitely, as a substitute, I always do this, put the chairs back, in the same way that I found them, because there's nothing worse than getting uh, balled out by a teacher or by a school for having messed up a classroom and then maybe not getting asked to come in. Uh, turning in the keys or anything collected at the office and checking to see if you'll be needed again the next day. So leaving, making sure you leave your phone number or your details or whatever.
0: Okay. So, to me, that sounds like an advice. apart from giving your phone number for the next day. It's kind of like you should always leave the classroom tidy anyway, surely.
1: Yes, unless it's your classroom.
0: But, yeah, back. but even so, I mean, it's, it should be <laughs> tiny, surely. Uh, I guess, I guess, I guess. And on that bombshell. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you've been
1: listening to the Tefl Commute. If you have your own stories of substitute teaching, uh, of being a substitute teacher or having a substitute teacher, uh, you can uh, leave them for us on the Facebook on our Facebook page, or you can tell us this on Twitter. Or
0: oh, they could send us a little bit of audio, and maybe we'd include it in a, in a future episode.
1: Yes, you can find all our episodes, this one and any other ones, if you've just discovered us at our website, www.teflcommute.com. Sorry, that's three W's, Uh And we release a new episode every two weeks, more or less. Um, and it's always Sean and I, unless someone else is substituting us
0: oh yeah we should have got a substitute oh we didn't think of that didn't we do that next time anyway bye for now lindsay bye for now sean thanks everyone
3: as your commute is coming to an end here are some ideas that you can take into your substitute class in the episode we talked about having dice in your substitute toolkit so these activities make use of that. Walk into class and get the students to shout out vocabulary items that they've covered in the last few lessons. Write the words on the board as they shout them out. When you have 12 or more words on the board, stop and put the students into small groups. Give each group one of your dice. Tell them that they're going to revise the words. When it's each player's turn, they should roll their die. If they roll a 1 or a 2, they should describe the word for their teammates to guess a 3 or a 4 and they should draw the word a 5 or a 6 and they should mime the word play until all the words are used keeping the students in small groups for the second activity the dice are used to practice questions assign a question word to each number for example 1 who 2 what 3 why 4 where 5 when 6 how Students roll and have to make a question starting with the question word they roll. The groups answer, then the next student rolls and makes a new question. Finally, for a speaking activity, give each number a topic. For example, one, last holiday, two, food, three, love and so on. Students roll the die to choose a topic and then they have to speak on that topic for up to one minute. You can find the instructions for these activities at our website www.tufflecommute.com. You've been listening to The Tuffle Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on iTunes and by visiting us at tufflecommute.com.
0: I'm y'all substitute teacher, Mr. Garvey. Let's take roll here. Jay Quellen. Where's Jay Quellen at? No Jay Quellen here? Uh, do you mean Jacqueline? Okay. So that's how it's gonna be.